0: I think one of the things that's so interesting is the teaching of marriage in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, I really think came from conversation, that marriages were struggling. And the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter addressed that and said, hey, listen, if your marriage is struggling, you're not alone. Let me tell you what God's design is.
1: Welcome to the Between Two Trees podcast, a podcast about shifting the conversation about marriage in this cultural moment. This podcast is completely listener-supported, so please subscribe, share the podcast with your friends and your family, and even donate if you feel led. We're grateful you joined the conversation. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Between Two Trees podcast. My name is Christian, and it is 746 on a Sunday morning. Just drove from my house in Costa Mesa, down the coast, uh, seeing the sunrise, down to San Clemente to visit you, my friend, Kurt Hamner, here at The Loft.
0: Kurt, it's good to be with you. Christian, this has been a long time coming. It's so fun to sit here in the first episode. And to have this conversation and and to begin to unfold really what it is that God intended marriage to be from the very beginning and how that has impacted who we are as men, uh, married to beautiful women, and then uh, as a culture and as a community, uh, the importance of marriage. Absolutely. Do you mind just kicking us off? Could you tell us a little
1: bit more about you and your sweet wife, Rhonda, that we've both my wife, Mackenzie, and I have come to know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, Rhonda and I have been married for 43 years coming up in just a few months. We've been married. The first digit
1: four
0: years. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> forty-three. I can't imagine. Nice. So so and and we have uh, we have loved every moment of it. Doesn't mean that every moment has been easy or a delightful in itself, but it's uh, it's that long term sense that uh, that that we have really loved, really appreciate getting to forty-three, mm-hmm. uh, and, a, and a sense of perspective uh, of of what uh, what our marriage is and really what God has designed it to be. So, we spent a number of years in uh, in the pastorate in uh in yeah. both southern california and dallas texas mm-hmm. and then uh as you know we launched uh between two trees ministries mm-hmm. uh, about 20 years ago with the intent well. of uh of really helping couples to have conversations about their marriage uh and what that needs to look like uh based on a conversation on on a theology of marriage mm. and
1: from when you were pastors to now between two trees over now the past 20 years, can you give us a little bit more idea of what does that look like, That those conversations? Has that been... Conferences. I know you guys have been doing retreats for a long time. Just the idea. You've shared a little bit with us about these bed and breakfasts. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah.
0: For us, I mean, we've always uh, loved to work with couples. Uh, but uh, 20 years ago, we had an opportunity to begin what we have uh, now called uh, the bed and breakfast with a purpose. Mm. And uh, we had uh, the opportunity of opening a bed and breakfast with seven bedrooms, a 1928 mountain lodge. Uh, Rhonda did. The the, the the cooking's cooking, and then we would uh, step into conversations during the meals, but following the meals uh, about this idea of theology of marriage. They, people didn't, for the most part. No, we were talking about theology. Sure. They, 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 sure. We were just talking about marriage from God's perspective, and uh, and hopefully that that conversation as community mm. would then inspire conversations each couple would have as community of two.
1: Mm. Do you mind sharing? Also, the, the story of how you guys got that house, those seven bedrooms, to do these bed and breakfasts. It's a pretty cool story that I'd love listeners to hear.
0: Oh, it, it, it was so fun for us because after uh, 25 years in the pastorate, we knew that there was some kind of change that God had going for us. As, as a friend of mine says, we, we were feeling loose around the edges. Okay, <laughs> And uh, being loose around the edges, we were uh, celebrating uh, an anniversary in Hawaii. And while we were there, uh, I asked Rhonda, I said, listen, our life is going to change as we launch our kids. What what do you envision God might have for us next and it's having a powerful
1: question going into vacation
0: yeah she she was not really excited about being in Hawaii and me giving her an assignment sure. uh, but she she gracefully took it and she came back and she said what if God would give us a house big enough that we could engage people that we could host them welcome them around our table welcome them around the fireplace for conversations about marriage mm. leadership and what it really meant to pursue and to follow Jesus mm. and uh and and that was just it was insightful on her part, and, uh, and, and, yeah, she was, she was amazing in it.
1: Wow. And then from that point, just a vision, sitting on Hawaii, taking a break, to then— Getting this home and then remind me again how many years were, did you do bed and breakfast there
0: well we actually for for two years uh we just kind of played with that and uh, it was kind of our couple's language we would go somewhere and we would say when we got our bed and breakfast we're going to decorate this right sure. we're going to f- serve this I meal we're going we're, to we're have this conversation and, and about uh two years after that hawaii trip we got a call from a Conference Center where we actually met in high school that invited no us. Yeah, that invited us to come. They said, We, we have uh, just purchased a 1928 Mountain Lodge, put a half a million dollars in a remodel. We would like to invite you guys to come and do couples ministry here. Amazing. So, yeah.
1: The full circle. So you, you met at camp and then come back to do ministry there. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing.
0: Yeah. So so you and Mackenzie have been married for four years. Uh, I want to. I want to hear more of that, but I also want to hear why would you uh, be willing to sit down, an old guy like me, old guy like you?
1: Yeah, um, he's just been amazing and inspiring, and um, has built me up. Sure, yeah. It's it's a mystery why I'm here with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Sure. Yeah. My uh, I met my wife Mackenzie after uh, I moved from Oregon down to California. This is. Uh, spring break of seventh grade year. So middle mm. school. So moved down, you know, from Oregon, we just wear short shorts, little polo collared t-shirts. And then we have all the surfers or the surfer looking kids uh, in high school down in California. And it was uh, a
0: portlandia, portlandia comes, <laughs> comes to orange <laughs> yeah. County.
1: Yeah. And, uh, it was a big shock, a big transition. Uh, but actually my wife's brother was one of my first friends that I met, uh, in California. And um, his family became, um, family friends and we did, uh, FCA in high school together and we did, played rugby together. And eventually, uh, as I was into musicals and theater still and, it's not, not rare to hear me singing uh, Broadway off to the side in the shower as I'm That's doing the-, the dishes or something. But, uh, um, my wife Mackenzie actually was the, the tennis soccer star that, uh, tore her ACL, but that time was the third time time that she uh. tore it and so she couldn't play in the CIA final so she came and did the musical which was legally blonde at the time and uh, and we met hung out uh, ended up doing uh, some church ministry that summer and hit it off and then she went to college she's a year above me and um, dated throughout college and got married two weeks after I graduated so mm-hmm. it was from yeah, from my junior year of of high school through uh, graduation of college, we were together and we've been married for four years now. Huh. Um, she is a gift, and the reason why I'm here uh, with you, and when we first met, why I was so intrigued to to get to know you, is because growing up, I think marriage is, is 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 interesting. When you look at my families, I'm sure of those who are listening. I mean, families are messy, and there's uh, there's health, there's unhealth and, and all of us, you know, all the time I've been flows, but there's, uh, quite a bit of divorce. There's mm-hmm. quite uh, a bit of brokenness. There was, uh, my, my own parents had a really rough go for a while, but they've been amazing and huge examples of perseverance and now, uh, are, are healthy on the other mm-hmm. end, still married, praise God. And, but, but for me, I feel like I I just learned a lot looking at family and some other families and friends and. Uh, friends that grew up in single home households. Just how can I like equip myself to not just make it, mm-hmm. you know, not just not be one of the statistics in the divorce bracket. Um, but h- how can I like thrive in my mm-hmm. marriage? How can I like rally people around me that are smarter than me, more experienced than me, um, and that just are in touch with the Lord, um, and can kind of guide me into understanding how. Uh my marriage with Mackenzie, how I can be the best husband that I can be and equip her to uh to thrive in her relationship with Jesus and our marriage and there's there's so many complexities of, of marriage, obviously, but um and meeting you and learning a little bit more about between two trees ministry, it was it was really exciting for me because this is just a space that you have invited me to, Kurt, and I'm so grateful um to join the conversation of learn like what is what do we think about marriage? Why do we get married? What is our worldview of of God in that understanding of of what we think of marriage? And uh, and how can we continue to grow and, and deepen our our passion, our our intimacy, our, our connection? Um, and and so that's why I'm here. I'm I'm here. To, I, I for myself selfishly. I'm learning. And so for all those listening, if you have your hand up like me saying, I'm here to learn. i super happy you're here for those that are experienced and that are lifelong learners. Stoked that you're here, too. Um, but that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm really, really um, honored to be mm-hmm. here and excited to figure out
0: and learn and unfold the theology of marriage. It's really fun to, to think of you in your mid-20s, uh, four years of marriage, mm-hmm. and uh, for me on the other side of the table here, yeah. uh, 43 years of marriage and deep into my 60s, uh, I think you that... Don't, you, to, don't,
1: you don't look a hair over 50s. So nice. You're, you're looking good. Nice. <laughs> Thanks so
0: much. Uh, we... We've got this opportunity, I think, to unfold uh, a, a lot of generational differences. Yeah. Uh, when, when we were married, it was another century uh, back <laughs> in just... the 70s. And, and, and life, culture, uh, marriage was different. It, was, it yeah. was beginning to really feel some of the, uh, the unwinding and the challenges. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but compared to where we are now... Very, very different, and, and I think that that's going to give us an opportunity to unfold this idea of a theology of marriage from a perspective that is a conversation that's been happening for all history.
1: Yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because as I'm coming in, you know, it's 2020, we have so much going on, even from when I got married, with the current state of the world right now, with the pandemic and racial injustice and uh, everything shifting, culture is shifting, marriage is shifting. And we go way back to the seventies, but like you mentioned, this conversation about marriage and, and what culture was like and how it influenced marriage um, or hopefully marriage influencing culture that, that started in the beginning that started in the first century. Can you tell us a little bit more about how this conversation, uh, as we were talking even before we were recording about how uh, Moses talked about it, Paul talked about, it. I mean, it's been going on for a while.
0: Well, I- I think in every culture and in, in every era, uh, marriage is probably a, a regular part of the conversation, or or an avoided part of the conversation. Sure, sure. Uh, when it gets real hard, we we stop talking about it as couples, and when it gets hard uh, as a culture, we stop talking about it. We avoid mm-hmm. it. Uh, I think that we're seeing a lot of that in culture today, and and historically, where marriage has been, from uh, from an economic good uh, for the society, uh, where you would choose. Uh, a mate uh, for your, for your son, for your daughter. On how it would profit you mm. in the uh, in the economy. How it would profit you in the community. Mm. Uh, to romance uh, and and romance and the idea of how do we find that. Uh, Soulmate, uh, sure. even beyond romance, sure. and uh, and and I think marriage has just been part of the conversation. I, I think we all talk about marriage, and uh, in and probably uh, on a very weekly kind of conversation somewhere in community, we're thinking or talking about marriage. Mm-hmm. And
1: in that conversation, as we are entering into this conversation, is and, and why I'm excited to be a part of it is is it's not just Hey, how you guys doing? Um, you know, work's been good. We're, you know, we're. It, it, as I'm processing, it, it does sound sometimes when we answer, like, "How are you doing? How's how's marriage going?" That I've just kind of given a report on how Kenzie's doing at work, you know, mm-hmm. and then or mm-hmm. how I'm doing, it, you know, at work or how family is, just kind of a general, like, "They're good," you know. We're pandemic's crazy, you know. We're just we're we're doing. Um, but this conversation is is not just that. Those conversations are great, but not just the surface of the now, but but this deeper understanding of of what marriage is, like what it was designed to be like. There's there's deeper roots here in this conversation. Um, Can you help us? Begin to understand that this is not just a conversation that's going on for a while of how's marriage going, but it's been a, a deeper conversation.
0: Oh, absolutely, I, th- I think one of the things that's that's so interesting is we talk about this ongoing conversation. The teaching of marriage in the New Testament and and in the Old Testament, uh, I really think came from conversation. You mm-hmm. know that uh, that marriages were struggling, mm-hmm. and uh, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter, uh, addressed that and said, "Hey, listen, if if your marriage is struggling, you're not alone. Uh, let me let me tell you what God's design is, and and uh, when." When Paul does that, he reaches back to the very beginning, to Genesis two twenty four, and uh, and 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 begins to talk about marriage as a mystery, and that mystery That's is right. unfolding before us as we live it, as well as we understand it. Uh, the conversation that Jesus was involved in was all about divorce. Mm. When uh, when he did his only teaching explicitly on marriage was was in a conversation where he was being put to the test, mm. and they were asking, okay, Jesus, Rabbi, what is your your position on divorce. Everybody's got a position on divorce. Sure. What's yours? has got an opinion. Yeah. And and Jesus put those guys at uh, on, on the on the other side when he said, "Hey, listen, uh don't you read the scripture?" Haven't you heard that from the very beginning God created marriage that a man would leave his father and mother, cleave to his wife, and the two would become one flesh? And so he Jesus reaches all the way back to the Garden of Eden, Adam mm. and Eve, mm. and says, This is let, let me let me clarify the conversation. This is it. Mm.
1: To the people that were the avid readers of the Scripture, yeah.
0: did you did you read that part? Did you skip yeah. over? It? Yeah, that's exactly what he was saying, and 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 it's very interesting as well when we go back to that end of the Old Testament, Genesis two twenty four. You've got to ask the question: Why is that even included? Mm-hmm. You know, as as Moses is writing to the people of Israel as they're preparing to enter into the Promised Land, the land that God had given to them, he says it's going to be very different. You're going to have uh, vineyards that you did not plant, houses that you did. Not build, mm. and it's and life's going to look pretty easy. But don't forget who you are. Mm. And he takes them back to the five, five first books of the Old Testament and says, "Hey, listen, let me take you back to the beginning, remind you who you are." And then he takes them all the way back to the Garden of Eden, to the beginning of time, and he says, "Your marriages are going to be challenged. You're going to be tempted to marry into this culture and forget the God who called you, the God who gave you this this promised land." And he takes them back to Genesis to Adam and Eve, and again to Genesis two twenty four.
1: It's amazing to think that that those conversations that were being had before, that they were acknowledging the shift in culture and needed reminding of how marriage was originally designed to be. And, you know, in my mind as one who's not great at history uh, necessarily, other than I can wrap the entire new Hamilton musical to you, uh, tell you about (laughs) the American Revolution, um, is that, you know, you think of, you know, before the Renaissance or before Mm. the Middle Ages, before you know, a couple of centuries ago that it just kind of was history. I mean, that was just old life, you know, and to think of even in the time of Jesus speaking with, with people and the disciples speaking with people that they are acknowledging that, yeah, culture's shifting and there's a lot of things that are changing, but let's not have our focus be the things that are here today, gone tomorrow, but let's go back mm-hmm. to the things that are eternal, go back to the things that uh, to how it was originally created to be, and the fact that we now are asking the same question in 2020 as culture has shifted yet again. Um, but the question still stands.
0: Yeah, you know. and that shift takes us back, uh, forces us back to to think of the philosophical idea of first things. Hmm. What are the foundational things that help us to understand who we are, where we're going, and what life is about? Hmm. And, uh, and and to do that with marriage, you do have to go back to the beginning you have to go back to the Garden of Eden, to Adam and Eve, what God designed. And I, I mean, Adam and Eve are the f- first, ma- and, and really the only couple that has ever had a perfect marriage. And mm-hmm. uh, it didn't last... <laughs> Too long. <laughs> it didn't last all, all that long for them. But but at the same time, there was a time when mm-hmm. they were together. Perfect and, season of marriage, maybe. Exactly. That's a beautiful yeah. way to put it. And and, and again, so it's for, for us to understand marriage, we've got to go to first things. Mm-hmm. And that uh, that's why this is a... Uh, interdisciplinary conversation. We, we want to be talking to theologians, to practitioners, therapists, psychologists, yeah. sociologists, historians, yeah. and we want to look across the traditions. We want to talk about what it looks like from, from the Catholic tradition, the, mm-hmm. the Protestant evangelical tradition, the mm-hmm. Orthodox position. Uh, what does what marriage looked like throughout history as they have answered that question, listen, the culture's shifting, what do we do? Mm-hmm. How do we handle it? And uh, let's go back to first things. Mm.
1: Two questions I have for you. One, um, your ministry that you co-founded and are president of Between Two Trees that you started with your sweet wife, Rhonda. Um, Between Two Trees, just that that terminology, that phrase, isn't one that I've heard. I mean, I've heard of Between Two Ferns, the right. Zach Galifianakis yeah. interview that's going on. Um, so if, you've, if, if you're here and thought we were a Zach Galifianakis, you're free to go. Um, but in that that phrase between two trees, it it does have that reference to the beginning, but also you know the the quote unquote end um or the maybe the the second beginning. And can mm-hmm. you help us understand, as we're talking about first things, we're talking about the beginning, to give us a little bit of uh, a scope? Can you unpack a little bit of
0: why? Did you call your ministry Between Two Trees? What does that mean? What does that
1: stand for? Sure.
0: It, it, it really revolves around the tree of life, which is a, a great mindset to have. tree of life uh, in the Garden of Eden mm-hmm. represents the idea of shalom or the perfect place for human flourishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, shalom is that sense of, of a, a settled peace, and, uh, and that's what existed in, uh, in the Garden of Eden mm-hmm. and represented by the tree of life that mm-hmm. we find there. And Scripture, both uh, as you move from the beginning of Scripture to the end of Scripture, from the beginning of time to the end of time, you find the representation of the tree of life. Tree of life. And so it's it began uh, in the Garden of Eden. It ends in a garden in the city of God uh, where the tree of life is. And it, it is the idea that uh, the, the phrase is in Revelation 22, the, the the tree of life whose leaf brings healing to the nations. Mm. Uh, from the beginning of time when God created things to, th- to and through the fall to the place of redemption that comes in the cross and the restoration at the end of time that God brings. Those are the two trees. Mm. Wow.
1: Simple answer. It's simple. <laughs> it lots of, I think we have a podcast. We need to unpack all of these things.
0: And, and the amazing <laughs> thing is is, is that uh, that the, it's the ideal, the ideal at the beginning and the ideal at the end, but we live between the two trees. Mm. We live in this broken yeah, world. What, what, what's
1: there? What's in that middle? What's yeah, that it's,
0: deep it's deep. the brokenness of the world that we live in. It's the brokenness of our own marriages, of our own life. Mm. Uh, we're, we're all of creation. All of creation is broken. That's why I mean, that's why we're in the middle of this pandemic. That's why we're in the middle of this economic craziness. That's that's why we're in the middle of brokenness in our lives and our marriages. Uh, we we groan. We look at this and we go, "This is not the way it was meant to be. This is not the way life was meant to be. Health was meant to be. This is not the way marriage was meant to be." We live between the two trees. The Apostle Paul. In Romans eight it says yeah. that the whole world groans, waiting for the day of redemption. Mm-hmm. It knows what it was created for in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It knows what it will be redeemed and revealed to be at the end. But we live between the two trees, mm-hmm. and we groan, uh, and we're looking for for the answer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I think that there is an answer. Sure.
1: And there's hope in that answer. There's and a it's, hope. It's powerful that Paul wrote that. That that he didn't say groaning has groaned, but he says groans. That mm-hmm. there's as we're in the Between that, there's a reality that's acknowledged in this conversation too. Just as Paul acknowledged it, that there is groaning, but -hmm. there's also hope, and we are hopeful. Um, And those two things together, we hope that we can provide in this conversation. Acknowledge that middle in-between space, that groaning, and and we can we will unpack that as well as the hope of that answer. Of and as we unfold the theology of marriage, we. You know, our hope is that that this is a uh, conversation—Kurt and I talk about this uh, often—but we we actually have an open couch uh, here uh, in the room um, that's for you, the listener, to to be a part of this conversation as we acknowledge the groaning and talk about the hope and unfold the theology of marriage. And I'm imagining the bed and breakfasts that you've put on for so many years of the sitting by the fire or outside on the patio or— you know those those conversations that you just you know when you come back from camping or a road trip you know six hours with a friend or family member that those those conversations that were really meaningful uh, and impactful we, that's what we hope to provide here as we as we unpack all of of this um so very excited for that and second question as we wrap up uh here, Kurt um you and forty one other people uh if I got that number right correct wrote. Uh, Edited, contributed to a book called "Marriage: Its Foundation, Theology, and Mission in a Changing World." Um, You talked a little bit earlier about having an interdisciplinary approach to the conversation, and you did that by having forty-one people from, you said, sociologists, psychologists, practitioners, theologians um, talk about this. But you, you, on the back of the book, um, you say, "What we believe about marriage." Reflects what we believe about God, and that struck me when I first saw this book. Because I don't know if I've dwelled on that enough. Marriage, in my mind, is I'm in college and I can't wait to be married. I, you know, so I can start this life, also have sex with my my wife, and and start this adventure and create memories, create a family, create friends. But it also reflects what we believe about God Himself. And that's powerful. And second thing is Dallas Willard. Uh, has this this quote that i've shared with you before but he says the word theology is a stuffy word but it should be an everyday one the word theology for for whatever reason i'm not quite sure why i've been thinking back on it but it it has a that that's for academics that's for people that that go to bible school or those are people that want to be pastors one day it's just kind of for them but the reality is we all have a theology of marriage whether we know it or not and to the statement on the book, what we believe about marriage reflects what we believe about God. There's a, there is a theology of marriage that we all have. Can you unpack that a little bit more just so that as we enter into these next episodes on the podcast that we at least have a confident understanding of the description, you know, as we're unfolding the theology of marriage and people say, well, what is that? Why do we need to talk about that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the, the, the sense that, uh, that you said that we all have a theology of marriage, whether we ever think about it or not, if, if we have a perception mm. of God, mm. a God, who God is, mm. that is theology and how that begins to unfold in our life our worldview hmm. uh, begins to impact everything about us, including our relationships and our most intimate of relationships, marriage. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, our, our what we believe about God uh, will impact what we believe about marriage. Hmm. How we understand marriage will also help us understand who this God of love is. Hmm. I mean, from the very beginning, God created uh, with the intent of revealing himself. And, uh, and he did that in a relational way in the marriage relationship. And we'll, we'll get into the idea of what that looks like sure. uh, soon, but, but uh, the Trinitarian idea when God said, let us make man in our image, our. that is a community expression. Mm. You know, the idea that God is love isn't just the idea that there's this ethereal idea of who God is, sure. it is the idea that God, God has God. lived in a love relationship for all eternity, mm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he unfolds that. In the Garden of Eden, and then even in the brokenness of, of what continues beyond that. Mm-hmm. You, you've shared with me
1: before that, that theology or having a theology of marriage, you, you've talked about this map reference uh, before. Can you share that a little bit with us as we, as we close out?
0: Yeah, it, it is the idea of orientation. You know, when you have a map, uh, you're going somewhere. Uh, the, the map doesn't do you any good if you don't know where you're going. Sure. It doesn't do you any good if, if you don't know where you are, so you have to orient yourself to that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really what we want to do. We we yeah. we only want to be guides and uh, and yeah. on the trail as well. Even after forty three years of marriage, it's a constant learning mm. process. Four years into marriage, you are learning all kinds of things every day. Yeah. And so yeah. it is the idea of moving from where we where we are to where we want to be, what God has designed it to be, and to do that in a way that uh, that honors God, and in fact, in a way that glorifies God, that reveals Him for who He is. Uh, as he desires to be revealed by all creation, marriage is a part of creation that reveals God not just by His character, but who He is in relationship—a love relationship that has existed for all eternity. Pretty exciting. That's exciting. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm excited to be on this trail with you, Kurt. We I just got back uh, a couple of weeks ago backpacking in Yosemite or in Mammoth actually, and carrying the you know the 30 pound pack and um, on the trail and. Just, you know, going somewhere knowing that we're, we're headed to an end destination and, and learning along the way. And I'm excited to be on this journey with you. For all of you who are listening, we're grateful that you are here and that you are part of this conversation and on the trail with us uh, as we are uh, learning what this map is, this theology of marriage, and as we're headed towards um, becoming our marriages and our relationships becoming closer and closer to the way it was originally designed. Um, I've been sharing this, uh, that this podcast project is something that we are going to be doing. I've been sharing this with my community and they've been getting really excited. it's even before listening to this content, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've already started talking about it, you know, and the questions that we have and the things that we, you know, that we've really feel like we've come to better understand in a few years of marriage and the things that we just feel total rookies at. Um, So we're very excited. Kurt, thank you for your time.
0: Love being with you. Love this opportunity that we've got together. So Absolutely. grateful.
1: For everyone listening, uh, again, we appreciate you being here. And uh, if you wouldn't mind just uh, sharing uh, this podcast, if it is a value to you or if you're excited to be a part of the conversation, would you invite others to, to come on the journey with you, uh, to share it to a friend, a family member, a coworker. Um, we'll share a link in the description of the podcast. Um, and next episode, we're going to go to the beginning in Genesis 2. Excited to uh,
0: go to the next uh, trail point with you. For this cause man shall leave his father and mother, cleave to his wife the two shall become one flesh. We'll see you next episode.